0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Secret Origins of Mint Condition. I am one of your hosts, James, and joining me is Joe. Hey, hey, doing, folks, and Chris. Hey, y'all. And uh, we're gonna, you know, we try to change the format up every so often. And uh, normally, when we come into certain episodes, we have our our lists and our rankings, and we've done all the research. and And today, we're just we're kind of coming in as as if you had come into Mink Condition, and we're just we're just gonna kind of talk about a topic and see where it goes. and We're going to talk about superhero costumes and incarnations and variations and things we like and you know things we don't like. There's there's many hero costumes that we really enjoy and think meet the the character, and then there's some uh, less known that we're we're not so on point.
1: Yeah, this is this is a pop culture uh, 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 example of a plane landing in the fog at the Laguardia Airport.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying, Yes. Well, I thought I'd kick this off uh, right away with like the probably the hot button topic of of this topic. And that is the the underwear on the outside of the hero's costume. Primarily, I guess we're probably talking about Batman and Superman because they're the two primary heroes that still have this from time to time. And uh, I'm I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna do shots fired. I I don't. I don't like the underwear on the outside
2: of the (gasps) costume. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. That surprises me. I uh,
0: I understand why it was done. I mean, it was originally Superman. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him the first because he he was the first, Joey. Um, and he was drawn in the style of the strong men and circus acrobats of the day. And. And that's the outfit they, they wore. And also from an artistic um, and, you know, coloring standpoint, it divided up the costume a little bit. So mm-hmm. you you have the red there. And from I guess from the artist also, from what I understand, from art, the, you know, I, Joe, forgive me, who's the like original artist who drew the Superman costume?
1: Uh, Joe Schuster.
0: Joe Schuster. Yeah, I, I was going to say the wrong person. So thank you. It was also like to divide up sort of the hip groin butt area from like just being like legs, I guess, just coming out, you know, based on uh, the sensors? style drawing. So those are all the reasons that that was done. And, you know, listen, I appreciate the look and the iconic look of the characters uh, always. But, you know, as an artist myself, I'm always thinking of of the hero's costumes as what would you actually wear into battle, I guess. You know, I get tights for some of the heroes, and I, I get—I don't get tights for other of the heroes. Um, and I've, I've talked a lot already, so I'm gonna throw it over to you or Chris to uh, to, to weigh in on your thoughts about
2: it. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, I think I just—it's—it's <laughs> it's hard for me to hear the argument of what would be realistic on this character when we're talking about someone like Superman or Batman, right? Because mm-hmm. um, for Batman to wear anything less than then full plate armor is silly, but also he can't move in that. So like it, there's nothing Batman can wear that makes sense for what he does. Being able to stand up to gunfire in sort of the same way that he is a martial artist and an acrobat, um, being able to swing above the streets. There's there's no armor he can carry really that that isn't going to absolutely weigh him down and let him do an entire night of crime fight, fighting. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Superman where like, he could just be in plain clothes. Like tights don't really make sense for him because as the Man of Steel, he doesn't really need to be wearing anything. I mean, obviously he should be wearing something. But like, <laughs> but, you know, um, the only, you know, so there there are some costumes, I think some outfits, uniforms that make sense to me. You know, Iron Man's armor makes sense to me. I mean, Spider-Man's, ar- Spider-Man's outfit makes sense to me. S- Spider-Man's, S- Spider-Man's suit does make sense to me. Um I think flash, the idea yeah. that he has a uh, a suit that's composed of the speed force, like that makes sense to me, you know, but but a lot of these since they don't since they're already existing in the realm of fantasy, I guess I don't think about what's realistic. Uh, the only time that really drives me nuts is really with how um, the men are almost always inevitably completely covered head to toe. Um, and the women are wearing things that make no sense whatsoever but show off their body oh yeah um yeah, so, I have uh,
0: those are those are some of my pet peeves that yeah. gonna go into later about yeah that. like
2: you know just just obviously just over overly sexualized so I don't know I don't think it bothers me because I don't think of it as realistic in the first place it's not a place where I'm superheroes are not a place where I generally look for for realism so I don't think it bothers me I think I'm so used to the underwear on the outside Um, and I like that it breaks up the color um, because sometimes when I see the suits where it's like, even like a belt on a character doesn't necessarily make sense, especially when you're talking like tights or like a onesie, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but it, it breaks up the lines. It's just, it's more for me, it's more visually interesting, but I'm also somebody who generally likes asymmetry. It's it's one of the things I was going to bring up is like, for example, Captain Marvel's cape. You know, in some incarnations, it's it's sort of like slung across him, almost like a kind of like a wrap, and it's mm-hmm. and it's uneven, and I kind of dig that about his look. So I, I I like the way that the underwear on the outside breaks up the monotony of a single color or having to go binary, where the top is one color and the bottom is another color. So. Um, So, yeah, it it doesn't, the look doesn't bother me at all, but mostly because I rarely can look at superheroes with a realistic eye and not immediately start picking it apart to to a point where I can't enjoy it. So I don't know. What do you think, Joe?
1: I agree, Chris. I mean, uh, I look at it this way. I think Superman throughout the decades has literally grown into his costume. Uh, I don't know if that was the uh, reasoning uh, that Siegel used to had. I mean, James explained it fairly, very well at the beginning. But I think, as he became the more hopeful character, uh, this uh, you know this um, uh, bedrock of of hope and compassion and, and tolerance, he had to wear primary colors. He had to be clad in primary colors because he had to be seen, and people had to had to uh, know they could trust him and and not fear him like they fear the Batman. Mm-hmm. So I think th- I think the color scheme, the primary colors, and the pants on the outside works completely for me. And uh, when they when they got rid of his um, his red draws in new 52. I was very angry. Uh, not as angry as I was when, uh, they got rid of the marriage between him and Lois, but, uh, I'm glad they're married again. They have children and the, the the red draws are back and I hope they stay. So I, I, it's me, it's, uh, it's iconic to the character and I, I love the look and, um,
0: I mean, it doesn't it doesn't yeah, bother me like when I read it, I'm like, oh, my God. But, like, I mean, who who am I? Like, listen, they've been doing this for 60, 75. You, you, like, listen, it doesn't bother me to You're that. that. You,
1: have, you, you have the right to uh, to uh, critique it. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean,
0: it's more so I guess maybe it's my artistic mind. I mean, mm-hmm. not, again, not that you guys aren't artistic. I just when yeah, I yeah. when I sit down to, like, draw the characters, like if I was to draw my version of Batman or Superman, Or any of these characters, I guess I think through again, Chris. I understand it's you know it's fantasy, but I guess I feel like, well, what would I, what would he wear to inhabit Gotham City? Um, And I agree with you because you know I've built many a costume for Halloween. I built built Batman once, and I'm like, he's not wearing this armor. Like Uh he's wearing because because I'm tired already. I don't know if people in cosplay do it.
2: Yeah. Uh, you and you're going...
0: in great shape, James. <laughs> like... um, but I will say, like you know, just to your point, like uh, if I was to take like the fantasy realm of Gotham, and as much as this movie's divisive and you know not the best movie in the world, I thought what they designed for him to wear in the Batman would be on par with what I could see a realistic because um, it's not tights and it's not fully armor. He's mm. he's yeah. wearing basic like military pants with with a bulletproof vest over it and and boots and gloves, and I'm like that works for me it's enough where he i guess he can again that i'm not def- i'm not going to get in the movie of what that does it's sure getting, no no like, that's fine point blank shots to the face and living but um, he's, he's theoretically wearing something that if he took a shot deflect a shot to the chest he, it's enough armor do it. I agree with Superman. I have no idea what Superman should wear. I mean, he's Superman. He, again, he could be naked, which is inappropriate, but um, <laughs> right. he, he he would be fine. Wonder Woman, I, I I feel like her roots justify her costume, being an Amazonian. Mm-hmm. Woman. I mean, I don't like it mm-hmm. when they over-sexualize
2: her, but sure, I can get- sure. I,
0: I could get why they like that costume works for her heritage.
2: Yeah, when she's bursting out of her chest plate instead of it making sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, when they when you know someone actually draws her with a sense of like this is body armor and stuff, I'm more inclined for that. Um, you know, Green you know Lantern.
2: I, I you know I can appreciate what you're saying about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish what no, you're. No, no. I was just
0: saying Green Lantern is like a. It's a uniform suit. It's also generated by a power ring, so it can really be mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. I mean, we're talking magic at that point. Space magic. Yep. At yep. This yep. Point. Sure. Are. So, but yeah, like Wally's,
1: same thing with Wally suit now because it's generated by the speed force. Right. Yeah, but,
0: while you, but, but also, like Chris said, Wally's suit makes sense. He's a runner. Yeah. He's got to be fast. He shouldn't have anything excess hanging off of him or, you yeah. know, impeding his ability to move. So, so, these are the thoughts that go through my head. And I guess I'm approaching it more as like if a person, should I ever be so lucky enough to be able to, like, redraw Batman or Superman? I mean, I could do it for my own, you
2: know, gratification, but... Um, these are the thoughts I guess that go through my head. Well, so let I'm- me let me ask you then, it, it, just because I I have my own thoughts on I haven't I, I still haven't seen the Batman and that's fine. Um, I I have my own thoughts on the kind of armor you're describing, but let me ask you. So, like, how would you? And even if you don't have a if you don't have a complete idea, that's okay. But even if it's just a a couple of little things that jump out at you, how would you draw? some of these greats instead of the underwear on the outside kind of thing and beyond, obviously, but but how would you how would you create it to fit your aesthetic of of where you think um they work best?
0: I mean for I probably bat I mean I've thought of Batman like, you know, just because I like I said, I built a costume once, so, you know. But Batman to me is like wearing more military type of like Like maybe like a flight suit with a belt, boots, gloves that are, you know, flame retardant and stuff like that. And uh, you put like a a lightweight vest over him because I'm also like my interpretation of the character and we all have that, that as well, which is part of this episode. Sure. Is that Batman is the best at what he does. He's not looking to take a shot in the chest as much as you know, Frank might have justified the symbol in the center of the chest to direct gunfire. Yeah, which I thought
2: was really smart. Yeah.
0: It's very smart, but I'm saying he's he's good enough he's not letting that happen. Sure. So sure. so he can wear, like, I feel like a lightweight vest that's only there to protect maybe from direct stabbings or ricochet shots. He's not looking mm-hmm. to get like a the the cowl to solve the cowl thing in real life, like I always envisioned it being more like the Dark Knight, where it's a helmet with a mm-hmm. like a fabric cowl piece that covers the neck, but a helmet that he takes on and off. Mm-hmm. And the cape is something I always feel like should be able to easily detach. Should he have the problems that they yes. mentioned, the Invincibles? Yes. <laughs> like, it should be like he could press a button and the cape could just you know clip off of him. Should he get stuck with it or someone yeah. grabs it? So and and uh, so that's my thoughts on, on Batman. Uh, well, you know. But- s- Superman, I really don't like. I said I don't really. He can he can wear tights all he wants. I mean he can, he can wear jeans and a t shirt like super like. Sure, but if you were to
2: if you were to redesign, you know what would you? And it doesn't need to be a big redesign. When I say redesign, you know it doesn't need to be his you know electric Superman era, right? He doesn't. It doesn't need to be that. But how would you? What would you do to to redesign him?
0: I mean, for super. I mean, I actually kind of like the Henry Cavill suit. To be perfectly honest, I mean. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. I put brighter colors for me. I mean, so Joe, I'm not, I'm not opposed to the color scheme for Superman. I like, really? I, I like the color scheme. I think, I think for Karen Cavill's suit was cool. I think it should have been less muted, but all those movies are muted for, mm-hmm. I also kind of like, even though it's not Superman directly, I kind of like the eradicator suit too, minus mm-hmm. the glasses and stuff like that. But it's, it's kind of hard to touch. I just, you know, I probably would have been more inclined for Superman with the new 52 look. Um, and as I said, Wonder Woman, I would just, you know, not make her, I mean, whenever I'm drawing female characters, again, going to the over sexualized sexualization of these of the female characters, I'm always trying to draw them like in terms of like what's realistic and anatomically correct. Anatomically correct and realistic. And for a lot of superheroes, again, and probably this reveals I spent a lot of time thinking about this, like I'm looking at them like CrossFit athletes. Like what does a CrossFit female and male athlete look like? Because most of them. If you're gonna like, if a hero is gonna exist in the world, in this fantasy world, they should be able to. They have to do a lot of different things. So I'm looking at the proportions of someone at that level of fitness. What I'm thinking of, like hero builds and stuff. Yeah, that
1: that works for the superheroes that are that are quote unquote uh, non metas or non mutants like a Green Eye or a, the Batman, or a Hawkeye. But you know, you can you can over exaggerate Superman, obviously, and, and obviously Marvel continually over exaggerates the the Hulk to the point where now he's kind of like. Uh, at times, he's King Kong size. It seems
2: sure. Uh, yeah, which I
1: think is kind of a little bit a little bit over the top. So um, it, there's a uh, there's there's two there's two parts here to reckon. There's the uh, there's the, the um, you want to make these people look larger than life, but you don't want to, as you said, over sexualize the women uh, and the men. If they're not super powered, they should they should be able to move around. And obviously, um, Batman. Should not look like uh, you know um, the center of the New York Giants or any football team, right? Because he's not going to be able to move too fast. Right. You should, should look more like a wide receiver. So, uh, yeah, it's it's you have to like draw a line where you're going to leave off with the fantastic and then bring in the uh, the realistic, and that's uh, it's difficult. And, and not many, very many yeah. can can pull that off.
0: I mean, I will also say this violates the rule I just spent all this time talking about, but. I've heard, you know, Jay Scott Campbell and probably Tog my did it first like when they draw Spider-Man, they draw him like a spider. So some of the proportions <laughs> don't always work right. out and he he goes from being normal Peter Parker to when he's in the suit, the elongation of the fingers and <laughs> the yep. limbs and yep. the body and and I'm actually all for that. So that kind of breaks my rule, but
2: and well, that's just it. It's it's a stylized thing, right? Like yes. and and sometimes I mean we've talked about this with like again, my favorite artist Tim Sale You know, that there's there's a style there that's not realistic. But but if it helps tell the story, I'm all about it. Like the the thing I was going to mention earlier that I I really don't like, um, a friend of mine shared a post where some some fool said that uh, Superman's look is outdated and he should really be wearing something that looks more like armor. And basically it looked like a riot cop. That's what he did. The the guy drew Superman as a riot cop. It's dumb. It's just dumb. (laughs) Yeah. it's dumb for a couple of reasons. One, that's not who Superman is. And yeah. if you've decided that that's who he needs to be is Judge Doom, just go read Judge Doom. Yeah. Just go read Judge Doom. That's that's what that's the comic you want and that's fine. Go read that.
1: Well, or read New 52 Superman so near the tail end of that run when he's running around the bicycle. The motorcycle, yeah.
2: But usually when we're talking about updating a character's look, I think we get trapped in that, okay, but so what's a cool aesthetic? And it's mm-hmm. like that's not really necessarily what we should be looking for you know that's that's I don't think that's the definition of of what we're seeking because inevitably we end up being like much more uh, technical shiny armor almost always with the armor which is not the look that that works best on everyone is it more realistic yeah as realistic as a superhero gets I suppose but you know even like even the x-men, right? When they they quote updated the look for the movies and they went with the leather costumes. You know, it they didn't they looked fine, but they didn't pop. They didn't pop the way that like the costumes do in the in the comics or the way they're animated. You know? Yeah. Um they didn't I mean any super and this is something that that I had a problem with. I think I spoke to you about it James was with the new x-men and the the artistic style They were all wearing the same kind of suits, and so all the men looked the same to me. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell who was Cyclops and who was Iceman, and who was like I could tell Beast because he's Beast. But like that shouldn't be the case. So I don't know. I feel pretty strongly that like I, I, there is often, and I'm not saying this is what you were saying, James, because I don't think it is at all. But there's always this attempt to modernize characters by modernizing the clothes they wear, and it's like I've got my dose of reality. I can. I can watch the news if I want to see riot cops.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree completely. I mean, I mean the best case example I think that's done it well so far. The MCU, I think, translation of all the yes. suits looks like Captain America what he wears by Endgame. That makes sense to me. Yep. Like if if I was to like if to make the point, I guess of what I've been saying so far, Captain America is the and the MCU is my my point, I guess. Yeah, uh, it looks like his costume, but it's also what you know, Captain America. In
2: that reality would be would be wearing sure, you know? and he's not totally armored up or anything like that. Like it's more armory, but it's not full armor or anything like that. Yeah, no, I I dig the way they've handled it there. You know, they did they did. Uh, I thought they did a great job with with a number of those costumes.
0: Yeah, I don't think. I mean, you guys could. Do, I mean, I'd be interested. You guys, I don't think there's any character who they made a mistake really with the suit, or if Is like if you. think yeah, in the MCU, like if you think about their final incarnation, where they eventually got to, I feel like everybody is 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 that balance between being a live action version but also honoring the comics.
1: My my, my I have a couple of complaints about some MCU uh, characterizations. Uh, first one that leaps to mind is uh, is uh, Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson. I just it's too it's I, I understand you couldn't do the uh, the original Green. Green and brown, or the, the later on the uh, white and red, but um, it's so mechanized and it's just it's so armorized that it that it's putting for me. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not uh, a fan of that costume at all. Or, that's, or that
2: suit. That's fair. I can see that's that. Fair. I I didn't read Falcon. I didn't know yeah, Falcon before so the movie uh, so I so I wouldn't have that same that same basis for comparison. So I know I can appreciate that. Though so I think they did a, did it. A, they got the suit. Exactly. I thought
0: really well when he became Captain America, though.
1: That did the I'll give you that. Yes. And, you know, the, the whole thing about comic book to, to screen, whether it be TV or, or a movie, you know, print to, to uh, live action, um, it's, when they change things, it may not always be, Chris, they're trying to modernize it. It's just they may not think that it'll, it'll look, it'll play well or look well or photograph well on, uh, in live action. So that's why they, sometimes they, they make these changes, whether they're right in their assumption. I'm, I think more often than not, they're wrong, but I think that's a lot of the reason it goes, it goes, uh, goes into this. Why these well, I think
2: I think sometimes that's true. I think some of these films are shot so dark that it's like yeah. thinking about the characters anyway, right? Yeah, that's like that's
1: uh, good point. you know
2: i I think you you guys talked about it in the um the New year's episode when you're like, uh i can't I can't remember exactly wh- what oh Game talking. of Thrones when everything was shot, yeah, so. yeah, where it's like I can't see anything like I don't and and then Adrian pointed out like a lot of times the way these are shot, like they can see it they're not thinking about the people at home who can't see it on their own TVs. So I think sometimes you're right, Joe, I think sometimes they're thinking about what reads. Um, I think, and I could just be wrong about this. So if you think we are folks, go ahead and comment below. But I think a lot of times, also, it's that element of like, trying to sell this would be a cool thing to wear. This will be, especially when it comes to like the MCU, what would be a good Halloween costume?
0: Uh, What would uh, people be
2: comfortable
0: with? Yeah.
2: And I think that that's what we run into. I think that's why you end up seeing some of the, and I, I, again, I think the MCU in general does a a pretty good job, but I do think we have that whole like, okay, but what would be cool to wear? And I think that's where the X-Men, again, the X-Men leather came from was, well, sure, people wouldn't wear the spandex, but they'll wear leather. In fact, we'll even throw in a joke about it where Wolverine says he's (laughs) not going to wear spandex and Wolverine is unassailably the coolest of the group. So if he's willing to wear it, then other people will too. And they can, you know, they would would be up for that kind of thing. Like, I I just, I think that a lot of what they think about when it comes to redesign like that, uh, I should say, I shouldn't say uh, redesign because I think there are some artists who get really good ideas and want to do something very different. And I think that's super cool. I'm not saying leave all this stuff alone. It's don't touch it. But I think that when it's not done well, I think inevitably it becomes a question of like, what would look cool? What do you think? What do people think would look cool for this character? And then that's what drives the the design, I think.
0: No, I think you're right. Oh, I mean, right. You, the the X Men leather outfit also came from the fact from the Matrix. Also, like, yes, they, oh, yeah. I mean, X Men either benefit. I mean, I think they benefited somewhat from the. I mean, the Matrix came up first, then they did X Men. So I know that some of the the all black thing came from the Matrix, and I'm sure. Some of the action and stuff from it, but I think they were trying to capitalize on okay, the Matrix is cool. To your point, Chris, and uh, let's make the X Men cool. And they yep. they're not going to wear yellow spandex or blue spandex, but they will wear leather costumes. Yeah, yeah, and we'll even joke
2: about it because we're, we're self aware to know enough to know that like people wouldn't wear that. Real people wouldn't wear that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, which is which is funny how we've like X Men has been what twenty? No, longer than twenty. Longer than that. A thousand. Wow, really? So wow. it will be
1: twenty three years
0: wow so we've come all the way around that people expect now next time we see wolverine to be wearing yellow and brown or you know yellow and blue like it's it's so funny we've we've come around to that point where they want the costume
2: yeah you know again uh, superheroes are they're goofy right there's there's uh, you know i I love them and there's a lot we gain from that i don't think there's anything wrong with being goofy but like the idea is kind of goofy so like there's no reason that we can't go ahead and play off of that you know joe you were talking about superman and all of the color that he wears mm-hmm. um you know there's there's a good reason for it and sure people could make the other argument and they could say well you know since he can move so fast he should really just want to be in and out and a blur and in fact it would be better if people didn't see him at all because then he doesn't risk his identity um it means he can be more effective if he uses his super speed all the time like i i, I can appreciate those ar- excuse me those arguments i just don't agree with them. I. I I really buy into the notion of bright primary colors so that people know I'm a friend. You exactly, know? yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah. There was an, the, the pilot episode of Lois and Clark actually deals with that question as, as um, he and his mother are trying to design his costumes. He's going, maybe I should wear a mask. I don't know, Ma. And I'm not, re- I'm not really keen about the cape. Oh, the cape will look good when you're flying. And besides Clark, in that outfit, nobody's be looking at your face. He goes,
2: ma. <laughs> that's, yeah. See, like that's the kind of you know. And here, let's 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 go ahead and look if it's okay with you guys. Let's look at some of those costumes that have been really successful because you know I think a really good example is Daredevil's yellow costume is a terrible idea. Yeah. It's a terrible idea for what he does, but man, it looks so good and people loved me included loved seeing it in She Hulk. Yes, they did a great job translating. I, I was like
0: nervous about that design when I heard they were going to do it, it but it, it worked. It worked well. It looks yeah. good.
2: Yeah, you know, I think some of that that color it just it pops, and in a world that has gotten increasingly dark and film that has gotten increasingly dark, um, I think the pops of color just make things more interesting. So, I think Daredevil is a great example of like why would he wear yellow and red? We know there's backstory for it, but practically. Nah, it's a superhero. We're forgetting practical for now, and let's just go in the realm of what what could be, what pops, and and he certainly does. I I, I love his red his red outfit. I do, hmm. um, but I don't know if you guys remember that that really lovely little Daredevil statuette that we used to carry at Mint. And there were two types. There was the red one, which is the one that I got, and then there was the very rare edition, the yellow and the red. Right, the one, yeah um Mm -hmm. and that was the one that was like a way more expensive and b sold way faster because people wanted that one the original yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean and that that costume choice was good when they decided to do i think for she Hulk too as a symbol of like um because we've already seen dark dark daredevil the last season of daredevil yeah he's in all black and just you know Mm -hmm. in a dark place yeah I think the, the yellow and red, when, when it's drawn correctly, and um, obviously I'm a fan of House Daredevil yellow. We, are, we all are. Mm-hmm. Tim way Tim it was very cool. So yeah, that's, that's a good costume. that The colors pay off for that character.
2: And I think that it gives us the opportunity for contrast. Because really and truly, is there anything special about Spider-Man's Venom suit?
1: You mean the black suit? The black suit. Well, originally it was the, it was the symbiote. We didn't know that. He didn't know that when he first put it on. Sure. In.
2: But, I mean, there's nothing – I mean, it's black and white, and it just has a white spider. There's Intrinsically, there's really I, – I, I would argue – and, James, feel free to, to contradict me if you disagree. And, Joe, you too, obviously, but I'm thinking of James as a, as a visual artist. There's really nothing interesting about that suit in a bubble, in a vacuum, right, with no context. Is there anything interesting about that suit? It, God, it's, it's just – it's just I guess the only thing that interests me is the,
0: is the like um, – oh, God, I'm, I'm terrified. There's an artistic term for it. When you're seeing only the negative space, it's sort of like it's interesting from a perspective. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing special to it, but like I guess mm-hmm. when you silhouette every it it reminds me of like it's very striking to look at. Like um Batman, the animated series, the way they draw the, some of the characters are mm-hmm. very striking despite their simplicity. But mm-hmm. it's the simplicity though. Like if once you get past like the simplicity and strikingness of black and white, it's it yeah. I I don't know like um I think, I think it's the, like I said, the contrast and the simplicity that makes that costume resonate with so many people that rather than like the specialness of the costume, if that makes sense. No, no, no.
2: I, I, no, I can appreciate that. And what I was going to say is, and then I'm going to shut up for a while because I've been, I've been on a, (laughs) I've been on one here. I've been on a heater, but the thing that struck me about it and has always struck me about it and that I think is super cool is the earned black suit. There's a, a very long history of Spider-Man wearing blue and red and being a bright character. And Mm. so the silhouette becomes that much more striking because we're so used to seeing him in bright colors that pop. Um, The white pops more than the blue and the red, but I think the history of the character makes his black suit much more interesting within a context. So I love the black suit, but I love the black suit because I'm drawing it in direct comparison and contrast to his normal red and blue because that also reflected the the change in the character for a little while when he was being influenced by the symbiote. Right. So right. I think there's, uh, I think there are elements of that, that like, for example, Batman, I'm so used to seeing the black bat on his chest and that's fine. I love the yellow pop. Love it.
1: The yellow um, oval behind the bat. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The yellow oval behind the bat edge, It's the yeah. only other than his utility belt. Generally it's the only pop of color that we, that we get from Batman. So, um, so I think there's, I think the the historical context matters too when it informs when it informs the suit and how it's done. But like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up for a little while here because I've been on a roll. <laughs> well,
0: on. I'm gonna uh, launch into like just kind of picking up costumes that are you know, not maybe not great at first, but then got great. Is um, disco era Nightwing is. Uh... <laughs> It's <laughs> a suit oh, that, like... with this stupid collar? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was, was you're going to argue
2: that it got great. Oh, 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 no, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, he didn't
0: right. start off... I mean, Nightwing is a great character for many reasons. I, I mean, I, just the fact that he is the only example of, like, sort of passing on the torch and keeping it and not retracting it or going back on it or diminishing the character or all the horrors that Wally West has got to call through, Joe. No, like in That's editorial system. decision.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, it wasn't... Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, Nightwing... I mean, <laughs> yeah, he became Nightwing, and since then, I think he's gotten better and better as as over the generations and years of of being a character that's different from Batman, but also, like I said, it's not quite passing the torch, but he's definitely his own man at this point. But was it George Perez Joe that designed the Nightwing suit? He was police, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I it, mean, uh, Wolfman and Perez, yes. I mean George Perez got rest his soul, and who am I to nitpick George Perez? But I don't. No. I, the, the disco Nightwing outfit doesn't work for me. But again, the suit evolved, and I don't know who the artist was or the were originally period. But when he goes to the black and blue suit, I mean mm-hmm. that's he becomes becomes Nightwing. I mean that's the Nightwing. I, I, I always yeah, think of. that's the good. better
1: costume. They, and at the beginning of Rebirth in 2016, they made it black and red, and I, I didn't understand that at all. That black and um, red
0: costume still better than disco. Yeah, better like than disco, cor-
1: correct? But but uh, not a not a good look. I don't think. I think the uh, the one between disco and black and red is the best, and that's the one they're 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 in now. Also, he's in now.
0: So. Yeah, I, I like that suit. And I also, I mean, I, I don't, Chris. I know you read it, Joe. I, I think you read it too. But I also like the variation they did of his suit um, in white, the White Knight series, where he's um, he's got that suit, but he's also got a jacket that goes with it. I, I don't know. I, I mean, he doesn't I need a series, jacket, yeah. but I. But I like the variation on that. And I also like the way they went and drew him in the animated series as well. I mean, I know it's pretty much the same outfit, but they sort of turn the blue highlights into more of the symbol on his chest mm-hmm. and, less, and less of like a decoration. So, you know, Night- Nightwing is definitely a character, I think, he went from bad costume to, to great costume over the years.
1: Yes, as did Booster Gold, because originally he was designed with a cape and, a, and one of those disco co- uh, uh, collars. And then Dan Jerkin's, uh, you know... Uh, just got got rid of those two aspects, and uh, it's a great, it's a great, great look. Uh,
0: yeah, it is a great. Yeah, it is a great look now. Booster Gold has like earned his look. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going going back to like some of the stuff I was I was pointing at earlier. I think a costume that no matter how heroic and proportional they draw it, like Miss Marvel's outfit is is not functional in battle. The original Carol Danvers outfit and is usually drawn to sexualize the character instead of making her establish her as a very strong female character. And so her outfit from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel is a huge, I think in my mind, um, evolution and and costume change evolution.
1: Yeah. It's it's two different looks completely. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, the ca- Captain Marvel suit is, is much cooler and much fits, like I think the character they were trying to grow her into.
1: Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other, other characters. I mean, there's Donna Troy who's gone through many iterations Uh, of not only um, different suits, but (laughs) different characterizations. Who is Donna Troy literally at times? And it's like, wow, Uh, I'm trying to figure that continuity out along with Hawkman and and, uh, Hank Pym. But um, yeah, Donna Troy's had some interesting looks, some very good and some awful. Uh, My favorite though is is the, uh, you guys are too young to remember this, uh, the late silver age, early bronze age with the uh, all red with the stars and some blue highlights. It was a onesie, so she didn't look like a, a junior Wonder Woman. She had her own look for the first time, and that was my favorite Wonder Girl Donna Troy costume.
2: I liked when they made choices that didn't make her just look like Wonder Girl. Yeah, Jr. right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wonder Woman Junior. I, I I liked those those moments. I liked the um, the black with stars too. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was with Young Justice or the Teen Titans, rather. So yeah, I I know I agree I agree with you. I think making that that effort to distinguish her from her predecessor was great. I think there I think there are some times where I want to see a sidekick in sort of a similar costume, and then there are times where it's like it's nice to see them try and distinguish themselves for character reasons or from a narrative standpoint, like how Robin looks so different than Batman, um, <laughs> you know. And then you've got somebody like Nightwing who like is trying to look different than Batman in a lot of ways. He does, but he's also grown into sort of. Being the next Batman, um, in terms of the the, the choices he's made uh, for his outfits, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I like I like that Wonder Girl uh, had had different looks than Wonder Woman.
0: Robin, Robin as a whole, I think his outfit got better because he finally got pants. Aside from, <laughs> <Yes>. aside from, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Disco Nightwing is a step up from from green shorts or whatever, <laughs> like just just green
2: shorts with yeah, with and those legs. and also that weird. Gill uh, uh, scale like texture on them. Yes, and the and yeah. the booties, the elf like booties. booties that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So
0: uh but then like the next I mean well Jason Todd wore that outfit too, right Joe? He didn't yes, he he was, did. yeah, he, think it was Tim who got outfit. the pants, right? Tim
1: <laughs> got the pants and the uh black and yellow cape.
0: Yes, yes. Finally I think Robin the Robin look hit its its peak with uh with Tim's with costume. Tim,
1: yes. Yeah, that's the best Robin costume I think to date.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Tim would probably agree too. Yes, I think he would. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, uh, oh, I mean, another character that bothers me in the same vein as as, uh, as Captain Marvel slash Miss Marvel is Psylocke, and whose outfit has never evolved. As oh that, yeah. That. I mean, I like the character Psylocke. I'm just like, this is not a, this is never, this never drawn correctly or appropriately, or which
2: is also disappointing because that's a look that I think could have evolved. Into something that's, that's super cool, and we know that they they've done that with other X Men characters, right? Like not just small changes, but big changes too. Like um, like for a while, their Storm was sporting the uh, the punk look, which that was cool. That was a cool drastic oh, thing. Yeah, you yeah like you know, you, she had the she had the 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 leather suit, the choker, um, the mohawk, and it all looked like you know there was there was still like an attractive kind of sexy look, but it wasn't depending on who was drawing it, of course, but it wasn't, like, overly sexualized, but it also, like, worked for her as a character. Like, it was a... I thought it was a super cool look uh, for Storm, and it was it was wildly different, too, from what we had seen.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, also, like, I, I will put out there, like, obviously, I'm a man talking about female characters, and so I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, if you draw a female character correctly, there's nothing wrong with having some femininity and, I guess, um, sexuality to it. It just right. shouldn't be sexualized or objectified. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm torn about like Supergirl wearing a skirt. I don't really, you know. Yeah, know. that was
2: always, that's, <laughs> that's always been stupid to me because if for no other reason she flies, so people are always underneath her. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's just, it's like, uh, we she can look feminine without wearing a skirt. I'm pretty sure people aren't going to be like, oh, huh, is that Superman or Supergirl? Pretty sure that's never been said.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, when she first came to Earth, it was 1959, and she was 15 years old, so I, you know, it's a different time, so they, they figured, all right, she's a girl, she's got to be wearing a skirt, and, and she wore that skirt until, I guess, around 19, let me think now, Oh, it was early 70s when uh, the book changed hands, and uh, Mike Sikowski had a hold of it, and they redesigned the, she was wearing a different costume almost every issue, until they found one, they, they, they um, they liked, and they, then they landed upon the one in the early 70s with the hot pants. So talk about sexualizing, but they did. They had her in hot pants for a long time and uh, with a plunging neckline. So um, she's gone through some crazy, probably more costume changes than any character in the history of comic books. Super.
0: I mean, well, at least in this, what, the last season of the Supergirl TV show, they gave her pants. They gave right? her pants, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got pants. She got <laughs> pants, yes. Which I think Melissa Benoist requested, or that was like her thing. Seems yeah, because like-
1: filming up in uh, Vancouver, <laughs> it's, it gets a little chilly there in the outside when oh, you're okay. just wearing a skirt.
0: Yeah, but I thought the suit looked good. I mean, with pants. I mean, I thought it was a fine suit. Um, yeah, see that
1: that worked for her. It didn't. I, but I don't like that onesie look on. Uh, I didn't like it on. Uh, um, what's his name? The guy who just got fired, Henry Cavill. Oh, I Henry just Cal- thought yeah. I just thought Henry Cavill's Superman looked like he was wearing a um, a scuba suit. If you take the cape off, he was he could be Aquaman's brother.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the suit again. Now, now I'm having ideas as we talk. I think the suit probably could have been better with Henry Cavill if it was less textured. They always want like over textualize things in like the light. like they want to like intricate intricate detail. That um, again, listen, I know a costume designer spent years or months building it and designing it, oh, but yeah. but again, this goes to like nobody on. I'm not seeing any of those designs really when I'm watching it on any screen. Like unless I'm up close with that costume, I'm not seeing that texture really. So um, I think if it was just more of a blue bodysuit that was more popping in color, it might have suited him a little bit better than that, you know, deeper Mm -hmm. blue with all the texture and grooves and crevices.
2: And there are are moments where I think texture really can make a huge difference. You know, I think really for me personally, I know it's not for everybody, but for me personally, I think texture makes all the difference in the world with Aquaman. Um, yes, that's that's true. Yes, you know, I sense. think that he he had that orange suit. I think the the orange and green is is a really like sharp scheme. Like again, things to pop. Um, I, and there aren't a lot of superheroes that wear that color combination, so I like the color combination. But it was always like a weird orange shirt and green tights that he wore. And then of course he had his his period where he had lost his hand, so he had a hook,
1: right. and
2: um, and he was going shirtless. But then when they came back around to him. He was he was wearing the orange again but instead of orange it was more of a gold and so like the rippling effect across the scales was that of a goldfish and it, it thematically it made more sense but also it looked cooler like it's it was King's armor right It's not necessarily mm-hmm. that functional but like it reminds you that he's royalty. And so there's something sort of sort of ceremonial and decorative about it. But it just, for me personally, it just kind of works. So I think there are times where like, and it, again, it's not always the case, but I think there are times where texture really makes it better. I think one failing on, on uh, a number of Batman designs is like the bat that blends in with the rest of the costume, but it's raised and textured. And it's like, that's not enough. You can't just add texture to the bat and go, good, nailed it. Um, in my opinion, anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, the black bat works because it's usually on the gray background or yeah. it has the yellow behind it. Otherwise it doesn't, um, it's just there. It just, yeah. if you drew, if you drew that, it will disappear. And so. then,
2: right, right. And um, as much as I enjoy uh, Batman Begins in Dark Knight, that bat disappears all the time unless he's specifically lit so you can see the bat. Um, and I know it's, for some people, that's like a nitpicky complaint. But for me personally, it's like, okay, but I still buy into the notion that that symbol is meant to draw fire where he's most heavily armored. So it doesn't help if I can't see the target. <laughs> I'll just answer <ambulance. laughs> I mean, Chris, i just go to your point about Aquaman.
0: I, I think it, it definitely helped when they, with the regalness of the character. And also when they yeah. started, they started like highlighting some of the, I guess, the orange with gold to make it sort yep. of more imperial or majestic or however you want to go with it. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with, with the, uh, the detail on Aquaman. So the gill, the gill and the, the scale looking thing was much better when they started leaning into that.
1: Yes, very much
0: so. <laughs> so Joe, you had some characters, right?
1: Well, I have some, I, I will take, we'll take a little bit of it, maybe a detour here. I have characters now, not, not so much their look, but different iterations of the same character. And, uh, because different creators took over. So, the one I was we were talking about off off air, James, it's, it's a character that's very close to your heart, and it's the Swamp Thing. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Originally, man uh, into plant monster, then later plant becomes man. Which iteration do you do you prefer? The the original Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson, or the later uh, Alan Moore? Uh, was it Rick Feach or uh, as the artist, uh,
0: Beset, right? Beset, yeah. The set, see, and the then, then Veja, then thing took over yeah. after after the on War I figured you could
1: speak to this best, in, 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 in Chris and I can because this is your uh, wheelhouse swamp thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, Man man as Monster is, it's tough, because Man as Monster just is like, you know, like classic, like Frankenstein, sort of universal horror type of story, I think, is what I feel like. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, classic stuff. But I would I probably would lean on the Alan Moore stuff just because of the rich storytelling. Not not that like I mean I think the first twelve Bernie writes in volume one of Swamp Thing is amazing, and uh, if if people haven't checked that out, you should go check it out because it's an amazing run. But um, I think the I think I you know the Alan Moore you know plant who is plant who is man type of thing is Mm -hmm. is a lot more compelling. But I think it kind of evolved over time, at least from like the, the reading I took from the Swamp Thing series, is that first it was Plant as as man. But then it, it sort of became that um, it was more of the soul of Alec. It was kind of still Al Holland, just not Al Holland's physical body. Right. It was sort of it was like Al Holland's actual soul. That was Swamp Thing. So it, it's it, but at that point, he be, he became like, quote unquote, Swamp God, where mm-hmm. he was beyond, you know, the physical realm at that point and didn't really care about a physical body. Right, because he was part of the green, right? Yeah. He was part of the green and at later points he was part of the green on every other planet. And, oh, yeah. Traveled through yeah. time,
1: through space. That was so cool.
0: Yeah, he was he was a god. So I, I think that's a lot more compelling storytelling. And also, I like what they did with Swamp Thing from the transition to the end of the Bronze Age to the, I guess it would be, Alan Moore's the modern age, right? Or is he the... Yeah, that, that
1: would be the modern age, yeah.
0: Yeah, so sure, yeah. is that they, he grew, like he became more plant-like, yeah. like because like when the original Swamp Thing came out, he's sort of this like bald, like barely like he is a vegetable, like he's supposed to be plant, but he's like they just grew, there were a few branches on him and a few yeah. leaves. But by the time he gets to the Alan Moore's run, he's like a, a walking forest, which uh, exactly. I appreciate the like he he grew into being Swamp Thing to use the pun directly. But um, yeah, I think I think that I find that 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 Swamp Thing more compelling. But I do have a lot of love for the original incarnation of the character. I don't Should- know what. What do you guys think?
1: Two iterations that that I think both still hold up to to, to today, and you can enjoy uh, each of them when you read them. Yeah. So I I have no problem with either either iteration. That's tough to say, either iteration. (laughs) 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 This is from a guy from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. Uh, What do you think, Chris?
2: No, I mean, I I agree. I have to admit that I I generally don't feel as strongly about it. But I don't know. I, I, I like the assessment that you both gave. I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of non-committal on it. I know.
1: <laughs> I have another one then, the Incredible Hulk. Now we have the uh, original Hulk as uh, realized by Lee and, and Kirby, first gray, which was probably which was he was great because it was a uh, when it came back they changed to green because the gray didn't show up well at the printer and the printer said you got to change it to a different color. That's why he became green. stages so just a color out, but. Uh, years later in a very long run a 12-year run by Peter David one of the you know greatest comic book writers of all time we not only get intelligent Hulk which led to you know uh, professor Banner in the MCU but we also get the Grey Hulk returns to show fix it the uh, the kind of mafia enforcer in in, in, uh, in Vegas and we also get the future imperfect Hulk the Maestro. so there's so many iterations of the Incredible Hulk I'm just wondering if either of you guys have a favorite Um Cause again, I have, I'm, I have. I'll tell you what my favorite is, but uh, I don't know how you know steep you are in, in Hulk lore, but those are like you know the four main iterations of the Incredible Hulk
0: throughout I, the history. I really loved the Grey Hulk growing up, and I kind of still have a soft spot for the Grey Hulk. Just the, the Joe Fix It Hulk, the Joe Fix It Hulk. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know why. I just I, well, one McFarlane was drawing him at the time, and it's hard not to. I like the way he drew the Grey Hulk was always is my favorite incarnation of the character, and uh. I don't know. There's something about like he's he's not a blundering sort of child like the Green Hulk and he's not as intelligent as he's like like right in the middle. Like he's where he's he's got and he's got his own personality. I just kind of like that different take on the character for yeah. and that he exists in this continuum of Hulks. You know, he's still he's still around. He popped up in like one of the recent series a couple of years ago. So I like I, I kind of like the Grey Hulk.
1: That's the only Hulk that was ever defeated once, only once in a fair fight by the by the thing. Because the Great Hulk wasn't Joe Fixit wasn't as powerful as his his previous incarnation, so the thing actually took him down once in a fair fight.
0: uh, Yeah, no, that was I I think I was that in the Peter David run or is that yeah, 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 that was a good yeah, that was a good issue.
1: Yeah, I'm partial to Hulk Smash, leave Hulk alone, dumb soldiers, all that, but I do like the run that David uh, Peter David gave us uh, with all those different iterations. So I don't think I I, I guess I'm sitting on the fence again.
2: (laughs) No, I mean I'm I'm with you, Joe. I. When it comes to Hulk, I kind of don't care about the color they use for him. Is the thing because it just it all it makes me think is the different color kryptonites that exist for Superman. I'm good
1: at this like, too many. Yes, unless you're it, from it, it,
2: Yeah, it feels a little arbitrary. What I like about Hulk is not his outfit or his color. I like the way, and I know that I'm I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting that old record on again. But I like the way Tim Sale draws him because he's got that Neanderthal brow but he always looks like he's thinking like he's trying to figure things out. Um, but he's so childlike that there are things in the world that just like the logic of the world kind of eludes him, you know? Yeah. And he, he tries, he really does make the effort, but then inevitably when he misunderstands um, trouble arises and then he throws a tantrum mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, nobody takes the because he's so destructive and so dangerous um, nobody takes the time to really figure out exactly what he's upset about. And so, you know, any treatment he receives is punitive. He gets punished, you know? so i I really like the way he's drawn when he's when he's like trying really hard to work through things. He's trying to think them through. And um, I, I like seeing that struggle on the character. I like it more than than a character than a Hulk who has it figured out or who's rampaging for no reason like I don't like Red Hulk. I guess so I guess I kind of have a preference. I don't like Red Hulk because it just it just always seems like straight anger. But mm. anger by definition is a secondary emotion. We don't just get angry, right? There's something that causes that anger. Right? Right? Yeah, so as a secondary emotion, I don't just want to see somebody who's just angry all the time like I want to see I want to see why they're angry and that's something that that I I get from, I, that I don't get from Red Hulk, that I do get from Grey Hulk, and that I do sometimes get from Green Hulk, too.
1: Well, Green Hulk was often, until Peter David got a hold of him, was often treated as a petulant child. Like you said, Chris, people would react to him and they would just punish him. And uh, he always had a tough time thinking. And there are numerous instances, because I've been reading a lot of Hulk lately, of Silver Age and now to the Bronze Age. There are times when he's literally, you know, thinking to himself, Hulk can't, figure it out Hulk can't think straight mm-hmm. and sometimes if um if the army comes along with Thunderbolt Ross comes along with his Hulk buses and they attack him he goes off right he but there are many times when Hulk is trying to think something out where he just falls asleep because thinking is just too too difficult for him to do yeah so it, it just puts him to sleep and those are really interesting and cool moments in, in the character's history, I think. Yeah.
2: And I can and I can 100 – you know, anger is exhausting. Yes. Rage is exhausting. And yes. so is thinking. Like, it's so funny because there's a – I've mentioned this before. but I play a, a, a miniatures game called Star Wars Armada. And the longest tournament I've ever played – so the, the rounds in Armada, the, the formal rounds in a 400 standard 400 point game. Uh, two hours and 15 minutes each each match is two hours and 15 minutes and they don't all go to time but a lot of the ones that I've played do and, um, and I played I played five rounds in a day you know that that ends up equating to a basically 10 hours of thoughtful gameplay by the end of it I was exhausted and I sleep so well after a day full of games because thinking is hard and it is tiring right so like yeah. It kind of sounds goofy, but like there is, but there there are elements of truth there, and they're worth exploring.
1: Very much. So. That's nine more hours than the average baseball team puts into uh, use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, especially um, the Yankees. But uh, yeah.
2: No, so that's yeah, that's where I come down on on Hulk.
1: You you already you already uh, poached one of mine, Chris. Uh, uh, maybe it was James. I mean, you you spoke to Aquaman having the hook. I was going to talk about that next. But we already spoke about that. Which look do you like better? I, I, I'm partial to the hook. I kind of like the hook. Um,
0: I think it was fine. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah.
1: So those those are my three major characters I wanted to bring up that had you know have had numerous iterations. The Hawkman's have, have has had numerous iterations too, but his look hasn't changed very no. much over the no. over, this, over the over the decades.
2: He also just has a really strong look. I think in general, it's very minimalistic. Yes. Um. It's it's you know, I, I yeah. I just I it. it rather than giving off the vibe of somebody who's being performative um it doesn't look sexy for sexy's sake kind of thing even though he's he's always bare-chested right mm-hmm. it it's more the look of love the character of I don't care I'm not into like I don't you know it, it that that line one of the best lines in uh in any of the Avengers films I think is when um you know Hawkeye says oh we haven't met yet I'm Clint and Black Panther says I don't care <laughs> you know uh that's how i feel about hawkman so I, I i think he just kind of has for me personally a bit of a timeless timeless look and it's interesting because i think he shares that in common with um with a number of jsa members actually
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i mean for the most part like um dr fate's look is pretty consistent
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, alan scott alan, alan scott. scott
2: yeah wildcat <laughs> um Jay, Jay, I think even yes. with that, like that hubcap for a hat, I love that hat. I love yeah. it.
1: I call it a macaroni calendar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's it's brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's it's like it's one of those things that really he should have that that shouldn't work anymore, but works so well as a, yeah. a throwback. And I can't remember which. I think it's I think it's um, the lead up to Zoom when flash says you know nobody really knows this but every time jay saves somebody he tips his hat to them and they never see it because he's moving so fast but he does it every time it's kind of cool and yeah and you can't tip your hat if you don't have a hat like it's it's kind of silly but it's it's old timing it works for the character so i you know and i do i think it's like a it's a very timeless a very timeless look i think there's some outfits that don't necessarily need uh need updating so I, i think there are different ways you could absolutely do Hawkman. Um, but I think there's a reason why why no other look ends up sticking, even when a couple of little things are changed. Overall, the character, you're right, James, has mostly stayed the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of... I mean, I think the, um, like, the Green Lantern core suit has stayed the same, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Variations, but pretty much the same. I was
2: going to say variations. Probably the biggest variation was when they went to Kyle Rayner, right? Exactly, yes. yes. That was um, the biggest change. Yeah, and that different made sense because he was an artist. Uh, mm-hmm. I always kind of thought that was... That was cool, but he was also he was my Green Lantern growing up. So, um, so I'm sort of partial to a, a very different look. Um, but I don't. But now, like looking back, like I don't think it's a stronger choice. It's a different choice. I'm still fine with it. Um, but I don't think it's a stronger choice.
1: Right. Jo- yeah, John Stewart ditched the mask. He didn't wear the mask. Ah, yep, yep. Right? Yep.
2: Um, Sorry, yeah. I mean,
0: who else? Zatanna's pretty much stayed the same. Black Canary yep. stayed the yeah, same. Yeah. Both
1: with the fishnets, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Green Arrow is had some variations, but he always comes back to that similar, look. yeah, a Robin Hood look, right? The Robin Hood look, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, Barry Allen is the same. I mean, yeah.
2: Well, uh, Flash was just—it was such a good suit to begin with that I didn't really want to see other. You know, I think the most interesting choice they made was Zoom with the yellow and red instead of the red and yellow. Yeah, exactly. But it's just—it's such a slick costume that it's just—I don't know—it's defining um so i don't see any any i mean there are of course changes that could be made and have been made um but even the little things actually sort of bother me like the lightning bolt uh instead of the belt oh you know, yeah, yeah that for whatever reason that kind of bothers me even though it makes him a little bit slicker i kind of liked i liked a little bit of texture i guess on the suit i didn't want it like armor like the way that they did it in like the justice league movie but um
0: Oh, just, just,
2: again, just a little something to break up the monotony of what is basically a giant onesie, which I think works on Flash.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of these looks are like I, I feel like they nailed it. And then, like, it's just artist interpretation of of the same look is how right. I view it. It's right. the same costume. There, they maybe add a little bell and whistle here or something, but it's pretty much the same suit. I mean, I think we just speak, spoke about this in a previous episode. But I think one of the biggest like updates to a regular ongoing character is. um is Thor's costume from the original Thor costume to the costume, I guess he got when the JMS picked up the run, Where sure. he went to that armored, you know, the arms and the, I think that's, and that look is the Joe, they kind of, I think default back to that look more often now than the original look for Thor. right? Yeah, they do.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that, you know, you're not going to see that original look uh, much, if at all. Uh, I, I must admit, I haven't read a Thor comic book in, in many years. So I've uh, read comics, but I have uh, seen the costume change and, um, the colors have gotten muted. To um, those big, uh, I don't know what those things are on, on his chest. They're look, they look like epaulets placed in the wrong spot, but um, I think they're gone. They they come back. They come. They go. But uh, yeah, that costume has changed much, and probably for the better, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I agree. And also, you know, sometimes from character to character, like I, I love, 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 love the new. The I say new, but it's not really new. Um, but the Blue Beetle costume for Jaime Reyes. Oh,
1: that's a cool costume! I yeah, love right it. Right.
2: It's so super cool. Um, but it's also a wildly different character, right? So yes. I thought it was right to up to update the look of the Blue Beetle. Um, I think it only got better. And yes, it is armor, but the armor makes sense contextually, and, and I'm okay with it. Um, so I think I think there are updates that can happen. It just it just doesn't work for for everybody. But man, I I do I love Jaime's. I love Jaime and the Scarab's armor. I think it looks super super cool, slick. Um, but then there's the Swiss the Swiss Army pocket knife thing he's got going on with different uh, different appendages of the armor. I I just think it's it's really really cool.
1: Yeah. No. E- even Ted Kaws. Kors- uh, costume back in the mid '60s was a a complete uh, overhaul of the previous Blue Beetle the one that had been around for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So that that the Blue Beetle has costume has changed uh, uh, tremendously over the, over the decades. Yes.
0: Well, here's a here's one to uh, wrap up this episode. Uh Go ahead, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, or Oracle? You can only choose one.
1: Oh, I got a, I got a couple more. If we can dig them, we can pull pull them. But uh, Barbara Gordon, I say uh, uh, Oracle.
0: What do you think, right. Chris? I mean, I just—I
2: always love the Batgirl look.
0: I think um, I'm more for Oracle. I think, but I now, I now I think in the comics, and Joe, you can correct me again. Is she—is she both now again, or is she?
1: She's mostly um, uh, Oracle. She has a chip in her spine now that allows her to uh, to move. I think she may have put the costume on in recent continuity, but right now, the two Batgirls are Cassandra and Stephanie.
0: Okay, yes, I think, so, yeah.
1: And she's yeah. back to being, you know, the, um, the, the intelligence gatherer and disseminator of the DC universe. Okay, okay, that
0: makes sense. Joe, you had a couple more before we wrap up?
1: Well, a couple. how about a couple of um, actors in, in different roles? I'm just going to throw a name out to you and see. Um, the first one that comes to mind is, is Harrison Ford. Is he Han Solo or is he Indiana Jones, in your mind? Your mind.
2: Indiana Jones.
1: I, it, I, I say Indiana Jones also.
0: I was actually gonna go Han Solo.
1: Okay, why Han Solo, James?
0: Why Han Solo? Um, I don't know. Maybe because that's like the first time I really connected with him was okay. was when he was on
2: Solo. So that's how I I I've, I've saw him. That's and so funny. Yeah, that's no. I I just yeah. it's so funny because I actually have the exact same reason for why, even it's though I was introduced to him as Han Solo, I connected with him over Indiana Jones. Um, just because I thought that character was cooler. So that's just, that's just kind Same of Same thing,
1: Chris. That's what I think. Indiana Jones is a much cooler character. Although Han Solo is a great character also.
0: I mean, I feel like Han Solo, I mean, who knows? I mean, is like slightly more charming than Indiana Jones. I don't know. Like he's, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I could be, that's my impression of it. So obviously it's up for interpretation, but.
1: I got another one, James, but this one maybe, maybe Karen should be here for this one. Michael Landon, Little Joe Cartwright, or Charles Engels?
0: Um, Not easy, I, right? Well, if Cameron would probably say um, Charles Engels. And, I, don't think and I,
1: I would too, even though Bonanza is one of my favorite TV shows, I would I would agree. Charles Engels, much more fleshed out character.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, you want one more? I have one more.
0: Sure.
1: Okay. Paul McCartney. You associate him with Beatles or, or uh, Wings?
0: <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, he's always a Beatle, but since he's like after his Beatles run, like he's produced right. so much more music, I exactly. Mean, so and right. hit songs too. I mean, it's yeah. not like when, with these people who leaves in a legendary band. It like, um, I don't know. That's tough. I don't, Is it, yeah, I I'm this, on the it, fence. I don't know. I'm going to take a fence position.
1: Okay, I will too. To say the truth on that one, I go with Charles Engels, and Indiana Jones, but uh, Paul McCartney. I have a friend. My friend Larry would, probably, if he was here, he'd smack me in the back of my head. So he would say, "No, it's got to be the Beatles." What Would you? What, are you losing your mind? But, um, yeah, I just thought those three might be, uh, might garner some uh, interest. So.
2: No, those were good, Joe.
0: Oh, Chris, I mean, who, what are you thinking with Paul McCartney?
2: I have no idea. I I don't listen to the Beatles. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> okay. I don't listen to Paul McCartney. No, it's, it's, and it's not out of um, thinking he's, a, I don't think the Beatles are bad or, or, or bad musicians or anything like that. It's just I just have no interest in for the most part, no interest in their music. And that might change as I get older. There's there's definitely been some musical shifts for me as I as I've aged. Um but yeah, I just I just don't care to listen to the Beatles for the most part. Or Paul McCartney for that matter.
0: No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean Joe, this kind of stirred up I guess we, we could do one where I was like thinking, okay. is Ian McKellen, Gandalf or Magneto? Ooh
2: That's that's see that I think that's a really good one, but for me it's Gandalf.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, wow. I gotta think about that
2: one. Because I have other, I have other magnetos. I do not have another Gandalf. That is true. That's a good,
1: you know what, Chris? Okay. You just made up my mind for me with that reasoning. Okay. I'll say yeah. Gandalf also, because you're right. We have other magnetos. Yeah, so that's
0: true. true. I, mean, I think it's gonna be Gandalf for me too, but mm-hmm. I, thought it, I thought it's a good, it's a good, no, it's a, no, no, no. That was, that was a,
2: that was a great one to ask, really? me, yeah, for sure. Um,
0: yeah, I can't think of any. joke. I, yeah, I think I think uh, I think we covered. It. Did we cover it at least for this this fireside chat? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> fireside chat.
1: <laughs> fireside. No, this is good. This is cool. This it's is shooting good, from yeah. the hip, as it were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess we can quickly. We have a few minutes for moments. Um, any recommendations for this week from anybody?
1: Well, in keeping with the theme of this episode, different iterations. Um, I want to uh, uh, recommend two TV shows. Um, one uh, the first two seasons are on, I believe, on uh, um, Paramount Plus, and the other one is, um, I believe, it's either on Freevee or Tubi, or maybe even streaming the entire series on uh, on Prime. And they both are uh, have an actor starring, co-starring in in, in, uh, in the role. That's Ronnie Howard. So Ronnie Howard in, in as Opie Taylor in in Andy Griffith show, great a great comedy, considered the best. Sitcom of all time, one of the best TV shows of all time, and Ronnie How and Richie and Ronnie Howard again is Richie Cunningham in Happy Days, and the first six seasons of Happy Days are definitely worth watching. So those will be my two recommendations in keeping with this, uh, the, uh, the
0: spirit of the show. Very nice, Joe. Chris, anything for this week? Uh, actually, can I throw it back to you real fast while
2: I think about a thing?
0: Sure. <laughs> I you. guess it, in keeping my with a the theme, I'm actually going to go for something that Arca recommended a while ago and actually covered in his podcast. Movie challenge accepted. But iterations mm-hmm. of a character, I just watched um, Shin Godzilla, which is Ooh. the last 2000 came out in 2016 and is the most recent version of Godzilla done by Toho, the original Japanese company to put out Godzilla. And, um, it's, it's a fantastic movie. It's, um, it won, I think the Academy award in Japan when it came out. And, uh, it's, it's about Godzilla, but it's also about how systems of government and politics get in the way of taking care of people and saving lives Mm. for ego. And, And they made this after the tsunami in Japan, but after living through COVID, there's a lot, this movie could reflect about COVID and systems of systems that don't always break down and how people's egos get in the way of systems breaking down. Um, and the look of the the look of Godzilla is really creepy and um interesting and the and Godzilla evolves to the movie. So if you haven't checked it out, you should check out Shin Godzilla.
1: Where is it streaming, uh, James?
0: It's not streaming unfortunately. I had to rent it from Amazon, oh, okay. Amazon. So, but like it's worth it's worth the stream. It was like 3.99 to just oh, rent yeah. it. It's better so,
1: than current comic book.
0: <laughs> and uh yeah it's 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 a great watch R- recommended I, I texted arco afterwards that this was a really great movie and he's got an episode which he challenged jason to watch it so after you watch that you can pop in movie challenge accepted Get a little did, love there
1: i just to that episode of this. that was an excellent episode of this, yes.
0: yeah it's, it's it's worth the time so um so that's my recommendation
2: for this week chris i'm gonna are you ready that's good uh as as ready as i think I'm, I've, I've been giving this a lot of a lot of thought um uh, Okay, so I am actually going to go with... Uh, there's a series of them, and I have my own favorite, but I think everybody has theirs, too. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh. As oh. long as we're talking about like um, sort versions. of recreations, remakes, um, yeah. that sort of thing. What's what's your favorite version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Um, in terms of a, a different look... Um, and sort of a uh, not quite a remake, but a little bit of maybe of an overhaul. Um, I guess for me, my recommendation is probably Batman beyond um, ah. and seeing what it's seeing, what it's like when, when Bruce Wayne is too old to be Batman, seeing what happens when you have an entirely different Batman under his tutelage, also wearing a different suit. But if you had to pick like one episode starting with, um, or two episodes, the, f- the very first episode when we see why Bruce stopped being Batman, mm-hmm. he wears Terry's suit. So it's very, very different seeing what Bruce looks like in that suit versus Terry. Um, And then the same is true uh, a couple of episodes later when they meet Ink for the first time and Bruce puts on the exoskeleton. Oh, I um, Man, the the Batman exoskeleton. So, so those will be my two suggestions is uh, different versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Batman Beyond.
0: Good choices, Chris. Good choices. That that '70s version of, of Asian by Snatchers" I remember being really scary, haunting. Yeah. No. Starring Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, no.
2: and Jeff Goldblum. Kevin,
0: yeah. the, Kevin
1: McCarthy in the in the original.
0: Oh, that's, that's
2: right. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah.
1: Up to the skies.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a, it's a it's in my opinion that I mean that's my favorite my personal favorite too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 1976
0: or 78. Yes, that was late '70s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, late '70s. Yeah, perfect. Well, this has been great. Um, so audience, if you've enjoyed this or have thoughts about our choices, maybe your own thoughts of um, characters who have, you have different opinions of our character, thoughts of iterations and costumes, you can leave that in the Facebook group or on Instagram or email us at secretoriginsmc at gmail.com. Uh, we always like to hear from you and um, see what, you, what your thoughts are about the things we said. But of course, I could not do this episode without my other two hosts. So thank you, Joe.
1: Oh, you're welcome, James. This is, this is really fun. This episode. Yes,
0: yes. and uh, Chris, thank you.
2: Thank you both. Uh, again, just always, always fun. And this was, like you said, Joe, shooting from the hip. I, I enjoyed our little fireside chat. I think that's yes. what they, I think that's what they will be from now on. Just fireside yeah. chats.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is this is how the store was. This yes, was, exactly. You know.
2: Yeah, all it took was one person to come up with something and a topic and we were off to the races.
1: And 3 hours later.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, and and it's interesting too because I do think it's funny that out of the 3 of us not one of us mentioned Doctor Who. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: uh That's I mean, interesting. Doctor maybe Who. Is that too obvious maybe?
2: <laughs> no, I just I'm not a I'm not a Who fan. I'm not a Whovian, but uh but anyway, I just I Whovian? like that about these conversations <laughs> because they're also driven by who's in the who's in the room, who was in the store, too would would help distinguish uh, you know we didn't talk nearly enough about the x-men i'm sure arco would agree oh yeah um, yeah So yeah, yeah it's it's yeah this was fun i enjoyed this
0: yeah my mind was so in comic books and stuff that i didn't even think to bring up doctor who but um I guess that's a good point so mm-hmm. well josh for you listening at least we got in at the end <laughs> 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 and jack and jack so um uh so everyone thank you for listening and we will talk to you on the next episode